Hey y'all, I'm Ashley. I'm Nicole. Hi, I'm Felicia. And today we are here to discuss the Teddy Perkins episode of Atlanta, which is in season two, and it is episode six. Now, before we started recording, Nicole, you said that you skipped that episode. This Yes, this is my first time watching this episode. I know season two came out um, a few years back. I want to say 2018, I think. I watched, I believe I watched most of the season. Mm-hmm. I remember the Drake episode. Yeah. And I remember the the German episode. Oh, God. You didn't like it? The German episode where he went to he went with his girlfriend. They had Oktoberfest. Yeah, and then one girl walked up to him and touched his face and said, "Oh my gosh, you're, the paint is so real!" Because she thought he was doing blackface and it seemed like she was going to be excited about it. And that girl wanted him wanted earned to be excited about going there. No, thank you. Okay, I I forgot that part, but I mean it's. One thing about Atlanta, they're gonna give you hot topics. They're gonna to give you, they're gonna, they're gonna have a, a episode, a meaningful episode. So yeah, you gotta talk about it. If, yeah, you know. And I mean, I love you know, the, the show was just very difficult. Not that I, I still love the show the same way I love the Fubu episode, even though that episode was oh that was sad, triggering yeah. to me. It was very sad. So we open with Darius and he has a U-Haul truck and he's in this store. Is the gas station store? It looks like Is a hardware store. Like I see paint. He's getting some things and he picks up a hat that says, wait, was it a Make America Great Again hat? It says Southern Made. Oh, Southern Maid. Okay, yes. A red hat. It says Southern Maid. And he gets a red um, Sharpie. And we're like, what's he going to do with this? And then we see that he reads out the letters um, because the hat is red. And so it says, you mad, mm-hmm. sticks out. And he puts this hat on. And so he's in this U-Haul truck. And we see him drive off. And that and- hat, I'm sorry, like to the left of the southern maid which he's um switched up to say you mad is a is a rebel flag confederate flag yeah Yeah. correct so he drives in this u-haul and he ends up in this um house this mansion gated mansion Mm -hmm. and um he buzzes in and he says i'm here for the pickup and so he drives up to the front walks out he attempts to knock on the door, but the door is already open. So he walks in and he's looking around. He's like, hello, anybody here? Anybody here? And the house is kind of dim. And then all of a sudden, I believe to his to his left, he turns and there's a man just in the shadows, just waiting for him. Waiting for him to come in. Very, very so eerie. This is how this episode starts. Yeah. I mean, for, when he's at that, I'm going to call it a hardware store. And he says like, do you guys have any dried fruit? It, it's some dried mangoes, some jicama perhaps. It's like, now you know this place ain't got not nah fruit. A dried mango. And, and it ain't going to be dehydrated at that. You know, it's like so if anything, they're going to have some peanuts, some almonds maybe. They not about to have no fruit. Right. Come on now. So, and then with the hat, it just felt like Darius is a bit of an oddball. A lot of bit, actually. And he is just going to make a space his. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's not going to see the rebel flag and get offended he's going to make a statement about it he's not going to be in a in a you know in a hardware store and just assume that the hardware store doesn't have what he wants he's going to ask the question you know and when that door just slightly creaked open that's when i feel like i would have been like "Mm, that's strike number i'm out 
I'm out. But, but I want to back up to more of who Darius is. Mm-hmm. I don't remember which okay. episode this was, but remember he was at the shooting range. Girl, say and it. he had. So everyone at the shooting range, they have this target paper, mm-hmm. and he was like maybe like a, a outline of a person, or a face. I don't know your enemy, whoever you're mad at. His mm-hmm. target paper was a dog, so he's okay. shooting. So he's everyone's you know in the shooting range shooting, and they see he's shooting a dog, and everyone's like, "Why are you shooting a dog?" Looking at him like. What is wrong with you? Right. He's like, uh, this, I want to shoot a dog. You shoot people, I'm going to shoot a dog. What's the problem? Major problem. But you can tell he's like, he does, he does not care. He He doesn't care. on his own terms. Yeah. If he wants his paper to be a dog, his paper going to be a dog. And also like, I think (laughs) Kalisha sent me this video of someone talk of someone giving like horrible advice like so someone is crying and there's a friend saying hey hey a car can't do nothing but drive so forget about it uh, in the sky is is if, if it's two birds it's two birds and one sky forget about it hey have you ever seen a tree fall down twice no so forget about it and the thing is it's supposed to be ridiculous like your friend is giving you these ridiculous this ridiculous advice but when someone says have you ever seen a tree fall down twice no that means like hey you've already failed at this you can't you ain't gonna fail like the same thing ain't gonna happen twice because you don't learn from this mistake right hey a car can't do nothing but drive meaning you can only do what you are able to do you can't you can't perform no miracles do what you're able to do so it's like even though this sounds crazy it's like i'm with it like i kind of get it i'm kind of rocking with it if you are about to be offended at me shooting a dog shouldn't we also be interrogating why we're shooting at all like you're shooting shooting people why would you you shoot a person why would you shoot a person why so what's the what's the point of all of this like all this all of this messed up so i don't know so it just felt like that like yeah he crazy but i'm with it same thing with the dry fruit i know a hardware store ain't got no dried fruit but shoot it should y'all got camping equipment in here i'm sure shouldn't y'all sell some dried fruit and Darius does more Dariusness in this episode <laughs> that we'll get to because uh-huh. the water he asked. Um, so the man, the man's house he's in is Theodore Perkins, mm-hmm. aka Teddy Perkins. Teddy Perkins. So he's there to pick up a piano. That's why he has the U-Haul truck. Mm-hmm. Rain. And so, but this Teddy Perkins guy is—he seems like he's stalling. You know, because theirs is like, okay, I'm here to, I saw, um, I saw the piano, you're getting rid of this piano, I really want this piano, I'm just here to pick it up, you Mm -hmm. know, let's get it going. And you can tell um, Teddy Perkins, he's kind of stalling. He invites Darius in, like, you know, come sit down, do you want some water? And then (laughs) Darius says, yes, I'm like, why? Why? The answer is no, okay? But maybe he was being polite. Have, the answer is, <laughs> oh, I'm I'm not thirsty. The answer just, is, where's where's water. the piano? I thought it would be in in the driveway <laughs> when I got here. Darius, first of all, why do you want a piano? I know you don't play. I know you don't. I know you don't play. Well, he said so. This this piano belongs to a musician, Benny Hope, by the name of Benny Hope. And so it seems more of a collector's item. It's not, it seems more that it's for decoration. And Darius mentions that the, the keys are colored. Like they, they colored the keys and it's just like an art. It seems like an art piece more than he's not going to, I don't think Darius is getting this piano to actually sit down and learn to play, Yeah. but more of an art piece that belonged to this famous musician. But he don't know Benny. Because yeah, but because Teddy asks him like, "Are you a fan of Benny's?" and he's like, "Who?" You know, I it does seem like I, I, I agree. Yeah. Huh? I still am going with it's it's an art piece that he that he saw yeah. and he, he liked. Okay, 
Yeah, I can see that. And also that it was like the keys were colored and right. stuff like that, you know, and it's free. Yeah, but I was gonna say it, still, it, it was like, it didn't have a value. So like why not go get it? But still, Darius. Why? Wait, but I'm still stuck in this water because so <laughs> Penny Perkins asked him if he wants tap or bottled. Child. And he says bottled, but he brings some tap and he drinks the tap. I'm like, Disgusting. what are you doing? This is, this is after Teddy Perkins has first of all, Teddy Perkins, we see you, you in a Hugh Hefner smoking jacket. Why? Why? <laughs> you look like you're you're you 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 know. Darius says you look like Sammy Sosa, and you do. Because the sure skin, skin bleaching looks intentional. It's looking all gray. It's it looked like all... you done relaxed your hair. Absolutely. It's very like, you know, like what what is going on here? Where am I? The man got an ostrich egg. What is that? It's a soft-boiled ostrich egg. It's called an owl's casket. And he's this he, he's he's like what is this he so what after they after they sit down and have this conversation about Stevie Wonder shout out to Stevie Wonder we already had our high fidelity conversation that was hating on Stevie Wonder but you know we Stevie Wonder fans over here but they go down into this <laughs> they they sit down and Darius is like what's that again but the, you know we're three black women. So I feel like as soon as, first of all, when we saw the, the door creak open, we would have been like, uh-uh, I'm out. When we see True. the ostrich egg, we would have been like, you know what, let me, mm-mm. actually, I don't pick up my kids. I don't pick them up from school. I'm going to just say this is male privilege. I can definitely. I'm going to call this male privilege. Agree. I think that women have a lot, have had to know inside of themselves like am i in a space that is safe i think that women have a little bit more practice with that but black men do have a lot of practice with that maybe because he saw like this is another black man like i'm safe like he all right and i can take Mm -hmm. him i can take him you know what i'm saying but yeah so he sees this ostrich egg that he cuts open well it's a soft boiled soft boiled that he takes his time cutting open and you can see the uncooked white drip down the sides of the egg. Teddy sticks his finger, his two fingers in it to dig out some of the yolk and puts that on the bread and then eats that. I don't, if you're doing that in front of me, I don't want you getting my water. Exactly. And let's, let's back up because Teddy, so he, um, Darius says he wants some water. So Terry, Teddy has, we'll just call it a machine for now. And he pushes a button and says, Darius wants some water. So some time go by, some time goes by and Darius is like, oh, is your butler coming with the water? And Teddy's like, I don't have a butler. And Darius is like, I, I thought you called somebody. Teddy goes, oh no, this is a tape recorder so I can remember what, what goes on. Strike three. <laughs> definitely. Strike three. Definitely very leery about and that. And so he plays, he plays the recordings. It's one, something <laughs> about Dionne Warwick. Finish that hat for Dionne Warwick. <laughs> Wash your hands immediately. Darius would like some water when you have a chance. Those and then he's like, things. oh, like, like he, like he can't remember. He's like, can't oh, remember yeah. to wash your hands. You don't need well, to get my water. Darius just asks for water. So it's like, and then, and then when he gives Darius the water and he drinks, I'm like, oh my gosh, no. And are you really making hats for Dion Warwick? That's what I no, want to know. Different Dion, not, not the Dion Warwick. Maybe <laughs> Dion Warwick. What the heck? Not the official. So throughout this um, episode, Darius, he's on the phone with his friends and he's kind of telling them that, okay, this is like a weird situation. You know, um, this guy is weird. And his friends is like, why are you even here? Like, what are you doing? Why are you dragging your feet? And so Darius, he says that 
he describes that he has a two regret minimum and that he really wants this piano and that he doesn't he doesn't want to have any regrets Mm -hmm. so my question for y'all is how how far is is too far for this to not have regrets like what are you doing I would have been out at the ostrich egg I because it, it would have uh, been I, I don't think I would have felt too safe comfortable there well okay is there something that you really wanted but you had to give up because it's just you had to determine if it was really worth it or not oh I'm having that life crisis today as we speak <laughs> oh please. but I mean you know like but I mean go ahead Kalisha you can answer that question um I'm, I'm having that right now. <laughs> um, something that I want, like I gotta have. In the time like, of like, you know, you don't want to have any regrets. You want to do this yeah. thing that you set your mind to it. But then at some point it's like, maybe I just need to let this go. It's probably something to do like career wise. Like yeah. I think of like, oh my gosh, I really want to like do like this music. I was like, oh my God, I want to be a music industry exec. Like, want to do it gotta work for the label yes but now i'm like mm-mm, like i'm did something that. happen that should yeah. make you change your mind i kind of felt that it really i know a lot of careers aren't like this so this isn't like an anomaly but i felt like there's a lot of careers out there that don't have its own footing so the footing I've been feeling, because I felt like I was about to be just that. And what others were saying was like, oh, you got to like do this and do this to the person and stroke them up and try to get on here. And I know that's not the story for everybody. I truly know that. But it was like, I felt like the people I was trying to like intern with and like just some of the vibes, like it just felt like, oh my God, you telling, you trying to make me be your, you trying to mentor me. But you just trying to get mentored. You trying to get on, and I just catered the the pride of that of the way that it, that passing is, um, well, kind of like a bravado, the fakeness. I don't want to be DMing and emailing and doing all these things just for nothing. Like me being an intern for this company, like a few years ago, and clearly at my age, but I was like, I don't even care. I'd rather do it because I'm still working. I'll do both and just like little small things I mean it must have been like a group of like maybe 15 or maybe 20 at our strongest and this man was like oh okay I'm gonna go ahead and um I know I'm getting way up topic but like trying to like make us buy a 20 dollar t-shirt well thank you thank you but you know like we buy a 20 dollar t-shirt because you know we kind of feel obligated to do so mm-hmm. and all you're doing is just racking up the money and just kind of t- taking that from us and these are kids the 19 year olds and the older people like myself and it's just like you know but but we up here just trying like the whole i stand out or you call me back and i can help you with that no so for that i'm good now if i get a call back from i don't know if i get a call from instagram or working for fenty or working for even uh working for um i just lost it working for parkwood beyonce thing you said something like that i could see myself doing but other stuff like with a label i'm like no and i'm sorry that was a long time i answered but that's how i feel like that i'm like no i can hang it up that's but good I, does it yeah does it feel like a regret to you or because you tried or is it different because you at least made the attempt so is it really a regret yeah it's not so much of a regret I feel more so regret more so like for like not going as strong even though I know I have I could still do it now God willing but like not going strong like with dance like that's something I could have definitely been doing on the side taking some classes you never know who saw you at this class or who saw you at that class they call you for a video they call you for another video they call you for another video because that's something that I've never really shown but it's like most passionate thing is dance and like um, like being in the studio or things like that like stuff like that I regret like I know I, I can still get it but stuff like that me being in the studio with an artist and it's just like a vibe and I help write a little bit or I'm helping dancing a little bit, like kind of being in that creative space. That's what I really regret. 
really. I can relate to that. I kind of regret when I was younger, not really pushing myself to do things I really wanted to do. Yep. Like when I was younger, I always had this idea of like being an actress or like or just being on TV. I wasn't yeah. trying to like the a biggest star, but just like doing like I've done different auditions and then if it didn't go well, I was like, okay, I'm done. Like mm-hmm. I'm not trying again. Mm-hmm. But I do, I do kind of wish I I pushed myself just to try yeah. more things, you mm-hmm. know, just to see, you know, just especially when you're young and and you have that fearless and you just have youth and time on your hand, just to mm-hmm. see who knows. Like who knows? I was, I was always just like in my head and I guess and worried about dumb stuff. Well, I mean, and that's I, still a, a passion that you can definitely pursue. And I, I definitely think that you should do it. And I think one reason why it might feel like a regret is sh- I don't I don't want that regret to be on you. But I think it might feel that way is because the it, it seemed like maybe you gave it up prematurely, you know. Yeah, I didn't as try as hard. To, that's the thing. As opposed mm-hmm. to. Darius when it's like you're getting the warning signs here you know what I'm saying like no one true, like true. no like you didn't go That's into true. debt trying to become an actress right. no one physically assaulted you while you were trying to become an actress like you can like there are moments where it's like I feel like your life is about to be in danger Darius and you are still trying to get this piano baby what is you doing right <laughs> let it go with you Ashley, so, you have an answer. Oh, sorry, Nicole. Sorry. Oh, yeah, go ahead, Ashley. No, go ahead, Nicole. Yeah, Nicole, oh. please. <laughs> Ashley's going to skip this one. Yeah, skip it. Darius is spending a lot of time at Teddy Perkins' house. Okay, so then we kind of get this. He keeps talking. So Teddy Perkins is talking about Benny Hope, saying that that's his brother. Mm-hmm. Benny Hope is this musician. But then there's a little bit of ambiguity as if is Benny Hope really his brother or is Teddy Perkins a reinvention of Benny Hope yeah like are we is it one person or two people is it really two people or just one person and Darius says when he's on the phone with with Alfred or Paperboy like I don't even think Benny Hope is real I just think that's somebody he made up because he made himself look this way you know and I'm not going to lie, when I was watching it the first time, I was like, ain't, ain't no Benny Hope. Benny Hope don't exist. You are I, Benny I Hope. I thought that too. You <laughs> are Benny Hope, honey. Like, you, you are Benny Hope. And I don't know what it is that you want. You want attention. Do you need a friend right now? Um, because <laughs> when he's talking about Benny Hope, it is clear to Darius and I think to viewers alike that Benny Hope and Teddy Perkins, if we're even to agree that they are brothers and not the same person, um, that their father was abusive. You know, when um, Teddy says that someone told him that his brother plays pain so well, and he says, uh, you know, Benny just played what he knew. You know, I get, as a viewer, I'm thinking, well, that just means that your brother is, is, intimately familiar with pain you know and then we have this other conversation about pain when Teddy and and Darius are in one of the rooms where there's this bust with a suit on and he's saying like this is my father I want this to be a museum for great fathers my father always said great things come from great pain and it it feels like pain was a big part of his upbringing and he has a warped sense of the importance of pain and and a warped sense of fatherhood because he seems to really celebrate his father who seemed who seems abusive but in the father conversation he also mentions joe jackson and (laughs) serena williams dad yes and so I get a lot of people can make the argument that there would be no Michael without Joe. Mm -hmm. There would be no Venus and Serena without their dad. And so it's, you can't, even though if they were very strict and very hard on them, 
And I don't know if abusive is the right word. I don't want to put that on anybody because this wasn't my experience, but they seem kind of harsh, but it's how, how do you separate the harshness when the results are there? Michael Jackson was a mega superstar. Mm-hmm. You can't take his dad out that picture. Venus and Serena are mega superstar athletes. You can't take their father out of their success. No, you can't. And so I, I do understand where he's coming from, where he's like, you know, you you admire your dad, even though mm-hmm. it it was painful. And maybe that whole idea of when people say no pain, no gain. You can't, you can't, um, what's called it, reap the benefits without going through something painful. I think it certainly is quite complicated. I, I think that Darius offers an answer. Not, it's not the only answer, but he says sometimes it's not great pain, but it's great love that great things come from. I think that you know, yes, there is no Michael without a Joe Jackson, but I would like to think that Michael Jackson would still exist without a Joe Jackson. And I think there's tons gonna of- be the Michael we know. Yeah, maybe not, but maybe that's not, maybe that's not a bad thing. You know, I no, it's, it's I not guess, a bad thing. I, you know, I guess I'm saying, you know, there are tons of Joe Jacksons and there are tons of of fathers who are who are tough on their children and their children don't grow up to be this mega superstar it's like how are we supposed to view the abuse then you know and I guess all of this is allegedly I wasn't around for Joe Jackson's child you know to see him raise his children nor was I there for for Serena and Venus Williams I wasn't there for their upbringing but if we are to to be thinking about this in a sense of like, does pain make way for greatness? I think in a certain extent, yes, but I think there's a difference between pain because it's work and pain because it's abuse. True. But also like, I just feel like, I got the sense that of course it would be Darius who's trying to get this piano and who's with Teddy Perkins because Paperboy would have left. Like Paperboy just wouldn't have had time for this. But also like the the funkiness, the, 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 the oddball quality that Darius has kind of aligns some, not aligns, but it pairs with the, the, the silliness of a Teddy Perkins. Like both of them are kind of adjacent to musical fame. Like Teddy Perkins is the brother of a famous musician. Darius is the close friend of an up and coming musician. Teddy Perkins has this really weird philosophy about great things coming from great pain. Darius got this philosophy about, I got a two regret minimum. Somebody got to take me out if I, if I meet two regrets. Like what? And even Paperboy is like, well, how they gonna know if you get the two regrets? Oh, I'm gonna tell them. Boy, you sound ridiculous. Like you sound just like Teddy. Like, what are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? I don't know, I just felt like it was fitting for him to be there with Teddy. No, I agree. So we finally see the piano. Finally. We see that, we see the colored keys. Mm-hmm. We also see blood on the keys. Blood. And to Darius, still wants this piano. And touch the blood to make sure it's blood. <laughs> and this so was Darius- after old boy yelled at you. <laughs> this was after, he said, I wish I could meet um, Benny in person. Oh, he doesn't want people to see him like that because, you know, he doesn't look the same and, and he, doesn't, he doesn't like to be seen by the public. Oh, I can imagine. That must be hard. I can imagine. No, you can't! You have no idea. <laughs> like, oh my God, Teddy Perkins. And then he slams the paperwork down on the piano. 
Now this right. man has the door done open in an eerily fashion. The man got an ostrich egg. The man, when you go up the stairs because you hear the piano, he looked like he's scared to let you inside the, he's scared to let the you room. inside the room. He talking about, he gonna make you, you said you want bottled water. He said, all right, well, I'm gonna mix some Evian with some Poland Springs, some Voss. I'm, I'm gonna do a mixture of water. He got a tape recorder to help him remember things, but you thought he was talking to his butler. Why do you see a red spot on the piano that looks like blood and you have to touch it and you still grabbing this piano to take it to the elevator? Why? Darius, tell me. Yeah, that's too a great minimum thing. It's not a, it's not, I'm not buying it. Some things just got to let go. Why does so, Darius have to see it through? I don't, I don't know. Do you think it's like, he just wants to win? Like he just, I'm already here. And I don't know, I feel like you you do that thing. It's like, I'm here, I came here. I don't want to make, I don't want you this to be well for nothing. Do it, yeah. I've already gone this far. I got the U-Haul. I done got the U-Haul and dealt with this man in a soft-boiled egg. I done dealt with the weirdness of this house. I might as well get this pen. I'm so close. Like, I'm right here. All I got to do is get this thing down the elevator. <laughs> so we in the elevator and Darius pushes floor one, but we end up in the basement for whatever <laughs> reason. And in the basement, we see a man, I guess I'm assuming a man in the wheelchair face, body, bandage, covered up. So maybe this is Benny Hope. Right. All you can see is at lips. first we were like, I don't know, is there a Benny Hope? Is there not? Because I'm not convinced there is a Benny Hope. But now we see there's another person. We're like, okay, maybe this is Benny Hope. Benny Hope has a has a um a dry erase board. <laughs> and He's writing, he's writing notes to Darius. And then he tells him through, through the dry erase board, there's a shotgun in the attic. And so Darius is like, okay. He, I think he's just saying, okay. But he's like, I got the piano. I just need to get on out of here. <laughs> yeah, he's like, he's like, what do you want me to do? And he's like, you know, the, the man in the wheelchair is like basically telling him, you need to get this gun because Teddy plans on shooting both of us. Okay. Yeah. So you need to get this gun. And he said, okay, I'll do that. I just need to get this piano to this car. Right. But you can tell there's, there's about to leave. Like he ain't. Darius he ain't was about to get this piano and get the going. He not with the games. <laughs> so then, so we get outside and guess what? Darius's U-Haul is blocked by a Benny Hope car. Mm-hmm. So now he has to go back in to Teddy Perkins and he's like, hey, um, the car, you know, your car is is blocking me. Then Darius says, I he have to, to I need to use the bathroom. It's up a floor. It's near the attic. I was just there myself. I was just up there myself. Do you know what I found? And he brings out the shotgun. So we're like, oh, oh snap. Dang it. There it is. This is the gun from the attic that wheelchair, a.k.a. Benny Hope, was talking about. But this is also the moment where did this like now that I think about it, this episode reminds me so much of Get Out. So much. I can like, I can see it. When he brings out that he can't gun. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> he can't leave. He can't when get he out. When he brings so, out yeah. that gun. It's like, what was her name, Rose? I think so. It's her saying, you know, I can't give you these keys, right? Yep. You know, I can't do that. Not, because you get so leaving. many signs. And of course, we see more than the characters in Get Out. We see more than he sees. But it's like, baby, what you do see, this don't feel wrong to you. Leave this place. Please leave. We're not safe here. We are not safe here. But again, again, like you said, I feel like some black male privilege may be yeah, at work here because you're privilege. thinking 
you're thinking like maybe I could, I could take them. It's like, no, baby, we got to go. We got to get up out of here. So Teddy Perkins has his shotgun and he reaches in his pocket and pulls out some handcuffs, a <laughs> couple of handcuffs, tells Darius to sit and start with the legs, legs first, then your arms. Mm-hmm. So Darius is handcuffed to the chair and then Teddy Perkins is like, um, I need this to look like a real home invasion. Oh, he has, Darius has like a, was it one of those, um, those fireplace picks or something in his hand? Yeah. And then, um, Teddy Perkins is like, oh no, keep that, keep that. This is to look like a real <laughs> home invasion. So then, so Teddy Perkins has his gun. And then now the elevator door opens and it's alleged Benny Hope. Mm-hmm. So now we're like, okay, what's so that wasn't Teddy on? that we saw in the basement. It was no, it was another. It was yeah. Well, I'm a, we're gonna assume Benny Hope because during this whole time, Darius never sees Benny, and when he right. sees Benny, he's assuming that this is Teddy costumed as Benny, right. and covering his face and covering his eyes and covering all of his body. But now he's seeing the two men together. You know, because before then he's like, come on, man, there's Benny doesn't exist. Right. Darius doesn't understand what he wants from him. him. It isn't until he sees Benny in the elevator that he realizes that they're Teddy and Benny are two different people. And Teddy wants to hurt me because he really wants this to look like a home invasion because he plans on killing his brother. And so was he going to say the person, the piano was stolen? Like, because... I think... How is this home invasion going to work? All you stole was a piano. That's it. I mean, I'm sure he probably would have, you know, done some damage to the home. It seemed like the plan was to kill Benny, to kill Darius, and to ruin the home just enough to make the home invasion story sound legitimate. Um, he took that when Darius walks into one of the rooms, he immediately flashes a you know a a picture camera. at him. Yeah. yeah, and so I think he wanted to use and that then, as proof. That- and then when Darius has his arms over his face mm-hmm. because he's shocked, but mm-hmm. then you can tell when Teddy looks at the the Polaroid, the Polaroid, and then when he looks at it, he's just like you can kind of see he's like damn his his face is covered yeah like, I kind of got that feeling of it yeah like he wished his face wasn't covered yeah. so I'm like okay what's he doing with what's this trying to do with this man's picture yeah I mean you can we can re-watch that and you can see the plan at work in Teddy's head as oh, you okay. as you rewatch it I I guess you know my question is and well to to sum it up, you know. Well, let's end the story. Yeah, Benny shoots. Well, Benny gets the gun from Teddy and then shoots Teddy mm-hmm. and then ends up shooting himself. Yes. Why do you think Teddy wanted Benny dead? My question is why this episode? <laughs> but <laughs> I why think- the whole thing? To me, after I watched it, the first thing I thought about was Marvin Gaye and his dad. Mm. And then Teddy Pendergrass, I mean, Pendergrass, Teddy Perkins gave me, he gave me Michael Jackson vibes and he gave me Charlie and the Chocolate Factory vibes, Mm -hmm. which Charlie and the Chocolate Factory gives me Michael Jackson vibes. Just the the ambiguous skin tone, mm-hmm. the the permed hair, the high voice, um, mm-hmm. the Joe Jackson father conversation, the musician. It, it, it gave me that. So when I saw the whole thing, I'm thinking, is this a story about an old two musicians? Because Donald Glover, 
I take him as a smart person. I don't think he's, I don't think this episode is for fun. Mm-mm. And so I'm thinking, is this his ode to um, musicians? Like I said, the first thing I thought about was Marvin Gaye. Mm-hmm. Marvin Gaye being um, shot and killed by his father. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, are we, is this a, some type of tribute in a weird way? I think for sure it seems to be a tribute, like to acknowledge the mental and psychological instability that can that can come along because of fame and because of great artistry that was Mm -hmm. achieved through great pain you know what happens to these people who we you know look up to as idols who we love so much if they don't have uh, if they're not coming from a stable, healthy Place. foundation, then what is going to happen to them? You know, I, I think about people like DMX or people like Michael Jackson, you know, people like Amy Winehouse, people like Britney Spears, like these are not healthy people. These are not people who were coping when they started. Like well, the we, question is, when do they get unhealthy? Because I also thought about Simone Biles and how yeah. she withdrew from the Olympics. Mm-hmm. And um, I heard someone say that, oh, you know, Olympians, they train their whole lives for this these two weeks. Mm-hmm. And then the Olympics come every four years. And we missed last year, 2020, because of the mm-hmm. pandemic. And now we have in this the still pandemic Olympics, but it's been five years since the previous Olympics, 2016. Mm -hmm. And these athletes are, they're practicing and they're preparing the past five years for this moment. And for her to, to say, you know, I need to step back. Mm -hmm. It's, it's kind of like, I'm happy she was able to one. Yeah, it's a good thing she was able to do that. But as you mentioned with Britney Spears and DMX, DMX and Amy Winehouse, I know there was a drug issue. And yes. um, so that might be a little bit different, but maybe similar. But I do wonder if a lot of these um, great musicians or great artists, artists, athletes, if they weren't able just to take a break yeah this is what happens when you when you can't take a break you know it's interesting with Simone Biles and we think about like man the past five years and also all her dang on life she has been training for this so for her to give it up suggests that this was not a healthy space for her to be in, Mm -mm. you know? And I think that while we celebrate what their human bodies can do, we still take away their humanity by not allowing them to be humans with emotional selves and psychological selves and spiritual selves. And it's like this, I cannot perform and I cannot be myself here. I, I am not safe in this space and she had the courage to turn that down Naomi Osaka had the courage to say I will not be Mm -hmm. doing any press I will pay all the fines that you need but I will not be doing any press you know what I'm saying I feel like maybe maybe that's a new thing maybe that's a new thing people having the courage to say you know like does does a Michael Jackson have the courage to say I don't want to be this famous no more. I can't well, handle being this famous. Not just being famous, but just needing needing a break. Did he ever have a break? Did you ever take one? Yeah. Britney just, Spears, like, did you ever did you ever take or were one? you or the question is were you able to? Were you able to? Because maybe they wanted to and maybe they weren't allowed to for whatever reason, whatever whoever was controlling them, whether if, if it's their parents, because a lot mm-hmm. of these um going to Britney and Michael, they were kids. 
they were young kids when they first started so it's it's your parents telling you just do it and Amy Winehouse if we I mean I know she wasn't as young as them but it seemed like there was a lot of push from her father to be like no you're going to perform yeah performance she's like uh I need a break so you it's know. like you can't really, it's hard to say no to your parents. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's hard. It's hard for grownups to say no to their parents. True. And so it's it's that thing of, did they have a choice? Yeah. And maybe this is what Teddy Perkins is dealing with and and taking care of his brother. You know, if he's had plans to to kill him, one wonders the nature of his caretaking, you know, like, have, have you been mistreating him? Have you really been providing care? Well, obviously, because you can tell just in the character of Teddy Perkins, mentally, he's a little off. Yeah. And he's probably been off so much that he thinks this is his normal. Yes. He doesn't even know he's off. This is his normal. And that could be um, speaking of these, super famous people where they get into this space that their normal is not it's not normal mm-hmm. but that's what I was thinking of I was, I was thinking of after this episode okay what is what's what's uh Donald trying to teach us yeah I so think what that's, is he trying to share I, with us yeah I feel like that's perfect and it seems like especially with um the woods episode with paperboy where he's like lost in the woods and he sees that's with the amigos are they in that one but i know the it's in season two and he sees this this like wait was it them it was this houseless mentally seemingly mentally unstable man who's following him in the woods and he's calling him deer guts and at one point he puts like a a blade to his neck and threatens to kill paperboy and i'm gonna call him alfred he was being forced to to battle a specific decision like where where do you want your life to go you need to figure that out right now and and i'm wondering like what did teddy perkins encourage darius to think about because he does say you know like your dad shouldn't have done that to you guys when he is like kind of pleading for his life and he says man i have daddy issues too but up until that point, I don't think we even know anything about Darius's past. And so that's a source of pain that we don't know about. And it's like, hey, you better you better deal with this or you could be like a Teddy Perkins. Like, don't just think I, you know, I had an old mentor of mine who would say like, you have got to deal with your ghouls, whatever it is, whatever in your past or whatever in your present that you are struggling with dealing with, you can't just like that can't just be something you put on the back burner because at some point if you don't deal with them they gon' deal with you you know it seems like Teddy, for Teddy Perkins it's too late maybe it's not too late for Darius hmm. it seemed like maybe Teddy Perkins was trying to get some type of out but he didn't know how to how to yeah. get out that's probably why he was like well let me stage this home invasion, um, kill my brother. Like he, he's going all around when he probably can just, there's probably a simple way just to get out of whatever situation, whatever he wants to get out of, whatever that means yeah. for him. Is it but like he's out of the shadow of your brother? Like he was the, he's the famous maybe. one. You yeah. can't, you got to keep the house dark. So you are literally living in his shadow because he, has this sensitivity to light. But there is a sense like this money that that affords this wonderful house probably belongs to Benny. So, I mean, really, mm-hmm. you can go live whatever life you want to. Benny can hire a, a home health aide. What, what type of life do you even want? And why are you stop? Like, what's stopping you from going to live it? Well, maybe he never has been independent. Yeah. Because I don't know what it's like to be in the shadow of a sibling. Mm-hmm. I remember um, Tina Knowles mentioned that she had Beyonce and Solange in therapy when they were kids because she saw that Beyonce was, you know, 
dating stardom because Beyonce's always been in talent shows, beauty pageants, um, groups since she was 10 years old. Mm-hmm. And she didn't want Solange to feel, to, um, I guess, not feel important mm-hmm. or have resentment. And even Beyonce too, she wanted Beyonce to have empathy for her little sister mm-hmm. as well. So I remember she saying that um, she made sure that both her girls were in were in therapy at a young age. So they knew how to, I guess, how to process being siblings mm-hmm. um, with this, with Beyonce as, with your sister as Beyonce. Like, how do you, how do you handle that? What so, a blessing that yeah, Miss Knowles had that foresight. Like, right. can you think, <laughs> like, a lot of people do not. Right. So I can, I can only, um, I don't even know if I can imagine what it would be like to have a mega superstar sibling and you're never, you're never going to match up to them. Yeah. Like, how does that play to your self-esteem? And that's why I was saying like the Joe Jackson thing, like Michael Jackson would say all the time, Marlon got it the worst because he couldn't keep up with the other guys. Right. So does greatness come out of that? We don't go by Marlon Jackson albums. We buy Jackson 5 albums and the Jackson albums, you know? So what, you know, I just feel like. But do you have, you do have that old school mentality of you got to tough it out. And people have to remember that everybody is different. Everyone Mm -hmm. can't take that toughness. Yeah. Everyone can't take their parents yelling at them as encouragement or their coach yelling at them as encouragement. Like every kid is not built like that. Some kids are going to be like, F you and your whole crew, I'm out. Like, leave me alone. (laughs) Yeah. You have now come to the end of the episode. Thank you for listening. Let us know what you think. Hit us up on Instagram at Curry Gumbo. Bye. Bye, y'all. Smooches.